You really take on a challenge and you are able to go through and get to the other side that there's like this this bit of like positive feedback loop, right? It's positive reinforcement that like, oh, like I put in the work and then I got the reward and then it makes it easier along the way to just keep taking on these challenges and just keep staying in the work. That's Josh Hash and this is episode 230 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And on each episode, we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Josh Hash, who is a mobility and movement expert and founder of The Strength Side on YouTube. His countless videos, I cannot tell you how many of these I've watched over the past year, have helped me out so much. But one thing that I really loved about this conversation with Josh And the reason I wanted him on the podcast in the first place is because he's a super interesting guy and he's very tapped into his sense of self and he lives a very, very conscious lifestyle. So this conversation isn't just about mobility and movement, it's about lifestyle in general and there's so many gems to take from it. During this conversation, we spoke about taking on challenges, how to live with more balance, learnings from a minimal lifestyle and much more. The aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love today. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Josh. Oh, so hello and welcome, Josh. How are you doing, my man? Doing great. I'm doing great. It's a very nice day here in Texas and uh, I'm stoked to be on the podcast, man. Uh, likewise, man. I'm, I'm, I've been tracking some of your videos on YouTube, man, and I, they have been super helpful. I have to say my my hips and my hammies haven't felt loose like this in years. So it's part, partly thanks to you and partly thanks to my physio. So I appreciate you being here, man. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, that's that's what we all want, right? Just those loose hips and yeah. uh, make you feel a little bit more free in your body. Exactly, dude. Exactly. So I'm interested, like what what got you to this point of like being someone that was so, you know, in tune with movement like how what did your life look like to lead you up to this point yeah i mean uh it started the opposite of that right like i'm sure a lot of people's journeys start um i uh i i played basketball in through university and and uh that kind of i had some injuries and that started to like develop some poor patterns in my body and then after basketball i was like well you know what i want to be like a crazy strength athlete i want to like just be super strong and of course just packing like loads and loads of weight onto my body already having these poor patterns just like led me to tightness and injury and and all that whole mess um and then finally uh i had a I had, yeah, I had a, like a bigger knee injury. I tore a meniscus and it just forced me like, Hey, you need to change what you're doing. Um, you know, it wasn't, or it wasn't even a choice anymore. It was just like, no, this needs to happen. Right. So, um, I started on this journey of like, okay, can't do anything with my knee for a long time. What can I do? And that just transitioned into more body weight movement, more gymnastic style strength training. Um, and then once the knee healed, it was like, okay, now I want to like use my body in the most functional ways that I can. I want to crawl around. I want to climb. I want to be able to run and just do like athletic things like I could do as a kid. Um, 
And yeah, I just kept like following that and I, and I just fell in love with it. I never wanted to go back to like being the, the bro guy who only cares about how much weight he lifts. Right. Mm -hmm. This, this other side was so much, has been so much more um, rewarding for me. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now. And then I just started teaching along the way of like, Hey, this has been what's helping me uh like i used to be so so stiff and now i can do this now i feel good and uh you know you might want to try these things out and people yeah people liked it so mm. that's been the journey yeah so it's it's amazing isn't it how when you start to share your own journey and your own learnings how people can kind of resonate with that and i think that's kind of what i've seen with my own journey and like obviously the podcast and stuff so what was that like for you to see that you kind of, you know, started this thing just purely for yourself to like, you know, get your body to be working more optimum and then sharing it and people being like, hey, this is really cool. Like we want to like keep with you on this journey. Yeah. Well, you know, that was a big turning point of uh, of strength side and of the YouTube channel and of our brand is uh, I was doing it for a while before and I was kind of like approaching it as like me being this expert type of type of thing like oh like I'm this expert coach I'm going to teach you how to do x y and z and when I I I decided to change my approach a bit and just be and just start sharing more so like hey like you know telling the story of like hey like man I used to have the tightest hips ever I took this route and now like I'm feeling really good and I can do these things and people really really engaged with that type of um sharing more than me trying to be the expert guy right and it felt a lot more natural for me too it felt like really authentic right it's not like I'm sitting on my soapbox like preaching to people it's like this is my journey and you can you know you can uh you can follow along with it and you can like uh learn from it or you don't have to and man like it's it's been it's been really cool to take that approach and it's been really cool to see the feedback from people. Like when I tell like the storytelling, the storytelling is so huge, right? Whenever I just like give a little bit of, of the story of the background and stuff, then people really resonate with it. And that's really exciting because then people see, Oh wow, this guy was a lot like I'm feeling right now. So I see a trajectory where I can achieve like X, Y, and Z. I can loosen up my body, right? It doesn't have to be this way. Mm. yeah it's interesting isn't it because it's like you you like say if you approach it from an expert point of view you almost detach people don't you You, because you get to a point where it's like oh well like this dude's all the way up here and I'm like all the way down here like I'm never going to reach it and I think one of the things that really struck me most about your videos is like I mean I don't know literally how tall you are but you're like you're you're a big dude right you're you know you're well built you're you look fairly big in in frame but you move so like effortlessly and graciously. So it's like, but seeing that didn't put me off. I wasn't like, oh man, I'm never, I'm never going to be like that. Like I was like, oh, okay. I can see that this guy's like done some work towards it because you talk about, you know, like playing sports back in the day and stuff. And it just really, it really resonates. But I'm, I'm interested to hear if there was like a point for you where all of that just unlocked, like the freedom of movement unlocked or whether you just kind of, worked at it and it was a gradual process Mm. yeah that's a great question it has definitely been a gradual 
process. You know, there's been definitely like points in the journey where you level up quite a bit. You're like, oh, wow. Like, I, it seems like I gained like five points here um, <laughs> overnight. But uh, yeah, it's been the accumulation of years of, of, of work at uh, particular things. And I, I think that like when you, that when you, when you really take on a challenge um, and you are able to go through and get to the other side, that there's like this, this bit of like positive feedback loop, right? It's positive reinforcement that like, oh, like I put in the work and then I got the reward and then it makes it easier along the way to just keep taking on these challenges and just keep staying in the work, you know, and that's one of the things that I see, uh, the, the, like the biggest, uh, obstacle for most people is just keeping at it, you know, because like a lot of the time you just got to be doing this work in the trenches when it feels like nothing is, is improving and nothing is getting that much better. But it's like, those are the people that really, really have the long-term success when you can just like keep putting in that work when it's just like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> what is this for? You know, but, um, I, I definitely have a, adopted that mindset over the years because like, I'm just like, okay, I can learn how to do anything. Right. It just is going to take a significant amount of time and effort. Right. And anybody can. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's about not tying yourself to the end goal essentially, isn't it? It's like just doing doing your bit every day mm. is far better a place to focus on than focusing on like, okay, well, if I try and touch my toes, I can just get about get past my knees and I'm still so far away from my toes. If you just focus on like that little bit extra every day, sooner or later, you'll you'll get to the point where you can touch your toes, no problem, you know, just as an example, right? And yeah. it's funny actually, because I, I played football, so soccer, you, you, you guys obviously call it, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> I'm played, down with football. Okay, good man, good man. <laughs> I played football yesterday for the first time in like two years because I, you know, similarly to what you were saying earlier, you know, I put so much focus on getting my body stronger. And again, I'm not massive, right? But I put so much energy into getting myself stronger and lifting heavier weights and my body just became very stiff, right? As well as strong. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a couple of years ago, I was playing football and I woke up in the morning, my back felt a little bit tired, didn't think anything of it. I thought I'd warm up, it'd be fine. Played football, got home, was still a little bit tight, stretched, foam rolled, etc. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, you know, like sweeping the floor in my bedroom. And as I like stood up straight, my back just like, something happened. It just like popped and I was like, oh, and I like couldn't move for like two days almost. Right. And um, so that put me on like this journey of like, okay, let's explore more mobility, more flexibility. And yesterday I played football for the first time in two years. Um, and I do this warm up where, you know, it's like the high kicks where you like kick one hand, like mm -hmm. one foot really high and you like hit it with the opposite hand. So you're like, you know, kicking your straight leg really high to stretch your hamstrings. And I used sure. to do that and feel really tight. And I did it yesterday for the first time since I last played football two years ago. And it felt so good it felt so effortless and I was like until that mm. point I hadn't realized how much better the flexibility in my hamstrings had got and I was like wow this is amazing so it's like if you if you focus purely on just like trying to get that feeling 
you're not you're not gonna get there you're gonna struggle with it mentally i think but if you just focus on like okay let me just do this one thing today and this these stretches and this today and then tomorrow and then the day after and then oh you know however regularly you want to do it all of a sudden you you, you get a shock <laughs> basically and a good one yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and you know there's a big component here that i think is like really missed on in the fitness industry and um it, it's like it, it's this um can you um can you like create a feeling of safety in your body right and like this i think is what a lot of people run into guys like us who are just like you know i just need to like lift heavy weights get bigger biceps and everything so you're just constantly like pounding your body putting yourself in like uncomfortable positions where you don't feel that safe and what does that cause it causes like a restriction and it mm. causes the stiffness in your body right to always be ready to like huh, what do i need to do like da 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 when you take some time off from that you start taking care of your body you start stretching a lot of the time like we think of stretching as like oh i'm lengthening this muscle but what's really happening is your body's just feeling safer to let you go into these deeper ranges of motion right and it's like a lot of this relates so much to like personal life too right like if you feel safe then you can develop like deeper relationships and you can find more flow in your work and you can find passion and stuff. Right. And it's when you feel like not safe, you're like on alert that we get anxiety and like more stress accumulates and stuff. So, um, that's been a big part of my practice. And that's what I try to teach too, is like, Hey, let's do a session right now. That is all about like just trying to feel better in our, like feel just really like nice and comfortable in our body, right? Accumulating that over time. So then that feeling can like be just more of what you feel all the time, right? Mm. It, it, it's huge. Yeah, I, lo I love that idea of, of the comfort and, and the safety, like you said. I think that's really, I, I've never really thought about it like that. It's like our bodies want to feel safe, whereas if they're under stress and pressure and being overworked, which is kind of what we do when we work out, you know, for some benefit, because that's how you get stronger, etc. But to the detriment, it's like your body's constantly in like a reactive state, like you said, of like, like what else are you going to do to me now? Which is, I can see how that yes. becomes harmful over time. Yes. Yes. And that's why like, so you go out and you play football and like, you, you're like feeling uh, this like not super loose in your body. So then you're going to be more prone to injury and you're probably not going to perform that well. Right. If you look at like the really high level performers in any sport, you look at like somebody doing a flip or something, you're like, how could I ever do a flip? But they're super relaxed while they're doing that flip. Right. Because their body's like, it's cool. I got this. Right. Mm. And that's just basically like what you want to, those are the feelings that you want to get into when you're trying to like master any type of, of skill or, or anything in life. Right. We just like want to be in that relaxed zone, um, where we can concentrate, but also like, uh, feel calm and perform well. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And it's, it's, it's like, I guess, the same with life isn't it in general it's like the more the more comfortable and and relaxed you can be throughout life the easier it is to then do more things or adapt or like push yourself a little bit further you're not constantly feeling stressed or feeling anxious or feeling worried or putting yourself under pressure um 
and and you know i get a sense from you that your your journey hasn't just been one of you know physicality and movement there's also been a a shift in you know who you are and how you've approached your life as well so do you mind sort of talking a little bit about what that journey's looked like behind you know behind the screen shall we say yeah yeah so that that story that i was telling about um like when i injured my knee and that like leading me into doing all these new types of training like my lifestyle uh really paralleled what was going on in the physical training which is cool for me because i i find that that's usually like the case right How, what's going on physically is also going on emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. and whatnot um so around that time i i uh, actually traveled out of my country for the first time ever right hadn't done it until i was like i believe i was 24 and wow. um I took a trip to Costa Rica. I just fell in love with like Costa Rica with, but also just like just traveling, right? Like being on the bus rides and like just seeing the landscapes and experiencing this new culture. And, um, I realized that like, I really want to do more of this, you know, and my lifestyle at the time was like set up to where I couldn't, I couldn't do a whole lot of that. Right. Like I needed a gym to work out. I needed these weights and I needed to be at my job, personal training people, um, all day long to make money. So it really set me on this trajectory of, of like, okay, like I want to make strength side into this thing that is mobile and I can be location independent and I can travel. And then of course, like the physical training, like I want to be able to be strong and be flexible and, and, and powerful and do all that without a gym and, and be able to do that from the road. Um, and that, yeah, that really like changed my lifestyle um, and really like just changed my perspective on a lot of things. I started valuing different things. I started valuing the experiences over like the material things, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of cliche to say, but uh, when it happens, it's like, oh yeah, I would much rather take a trip than like get a new pair of sneakers, you know? Like, um, so, uh, yeah, it was just like a slow, gradual process of like, realizing what's really, really important to me. And I just find like, at the end of the day, what's important to me is like, I love going out to a park, doing my movement session, being able to move outdoors with the sun on my skin. uh, And then like being able to go and um, travel or go out with my girlfriend and my dog and like have a nice hike and stuff like that. And just, just really trying to prioritize, uh, these aspects of my life over like the, the striving for, for more. Mm, Yeah. I love that because I feel like we get caught in that trap, don't we? And it's like, we get in the trap of, I need more things. I need the bigger house. I need the nicer car. I need the better paying job. I need the, the, the next expensive, you know five star holiday because whatever i need the nicer clothes and it's you know they they serve a purpose in you know in some realms don't get me wrong but when it comes to like experiencing life at its fullest things like you mentioned like travel the freedom to to roam and spend time with the people who mean a lot to you you know doing the things that you enjoy like for you it's your work and your movement and being outside for me it's you know very similar i love nature i love connecting with humans i love you know being of service to people which is why i have this Mm. podcast which is why i coach it's you know all of those things and 
I think it's realizing that actually, you know, society the way we we live it now is is kind of broken, you know. And I think we're mm. we saw that a lot last year with you know what happened with the pandemic and how like a whole system globally just like collapsed because you know economically everything was going down and all, all and you know there was lots of tragedy and 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 stuff and it's like that that doesn't scream like the best case scenario in terms of the way that we live to me you know yeah yeah absolutely man and um you know my like our challenge i think is 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 finding the balance you know and uh i was putting some thought to this the other day i was was like so I, i grew up like in the 90s like i was a kid in the 90s where um you know we like i played with my friends after school until it got dark like in the streets like playing kickball or wiffle ball or whatever and um and uh yeah i would like just spend days outdoors and just playing like sports with my friends but then also it like it was it was the time of like video games becoming popular and like me and my brothers got really into like bond 007 on the n64 and stuff right so i (laughs) right so like i i think like what i'm trying to do now like mimics my childhood so much in that like i had a, a i had a bit of that like freedom and just like play but then i also had this like development of technology and like enjoying some of these newer developments that we have too so like can we find the balance and that's what i'm constantly trying to do is like okay like i would love to like watch a nice netflix series but i don't want that to take over my life you know like i also want to spend a lot of time outdoors and i want to play and like be explorative too Um, i do a lot of my work on the computer but i need to like balance that out with moving a lot of the day as well so you know, I'm sure you're on the same wavelength of like, that is our modern day challenge. And I think that there are people who are doing it well, and like, we can keep doing it better, you know? Yeah, I I think like, a big thing for me was like last year was this idea of prioritizing fun. Like, because I feel like we we have fun, right? But it's a different kind of fun to the the type of fun you described when we were kids and you go out and you play with your mates and you know we like where I am there's like a kind of uh woodland area so me and my mates we used to go out on our bikes and you know we wouldn't go out to like do anything specific or to try and achieve anything in particular it'd be like we'd go out we'd ride our bikes we'd probably find some like little ramps in the mud that we'd ride up and down and (laughs) you know we'd, we'd have fun and it's like I feel like we somewhere along the line we've as you grow older through through becoming an adult and having like responsibilities and jobs and stuff we get disconnected from what fun means like fun sort of becomes going out and you know drinking and partying and right. escaping escaping from our reality rather than mm-hmm. having fun in the environment and reality around us and it's like we we get sucked in and it's like even the thing with netflix like i love to watch films um, i i love really good programs but i don't want those to consume my life because yes i find them fun to watch but i don't classify that as having fun because you're almost 
you know you, you, well you, to me you're not necessarily being active you can you can almost switch off whilst you do it you know whereas, whereas mm. fun is like you're you're engaging in something you know yes yes i love that dude that's like you put that so so well and one way i like to think about that is like consuming versus creating and um yeah yeah what like you like it is fun to consume sometimes like people are putting great stuff out there so we should but it should be like us uh, I think like a small percentage of what we're doing and we should spend most of our time trying to create and like creating doesn't have to be like painting and creating like a work of art like like you said Mm -hmm. creating is simply like playing a game with your kids in the backyard right like you're creating something into into reality um and yeah like I think we all intuitively know when we're doing that, like we feel, we feel pretty good. We feel fulfilled. Right. And it's, it, but it's sometimes the harder thing to, to choose to do. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, you know, you used the word balance earlier and it's, it's that, that's such a fine word because it's like, it gets misconstructed as well in terms of like, okay, balance means I need to like be taking care of this and taking care of that. And actually, you know, balance to me to to find balance you don't really need to do anything because balance should address itself that's that's kind of what the word means like you know you look at nature it's like nature always finds a way to balance itself out but it doesn't have to there's not like a plan in place for it to balance it just it just does it and it's like I find in my life when I start to overwork myself there's something that tells me I need to step back and I need to actually prioritize having the fun to pull the balance back. And then when I get to that point, it's like, okay, then you can start to integrate some more of the work stuff. And then all of a sudden the balance has been readdressed and it's like it, it almost never was out of sync. Um, so, but I'm interested to hear what, what does like balance mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I loved that what, what the way that you just described it there. Um, and I agree. Like, I think that, uh, naturally, like we're, we're going to seek equilibrium, you know? So, uh, I, I, I love that concept of like, it's gonna, it's kind of going to take care of itself, you know? And it, it, and it usually does. Like I just had a couple weeks ago, um, I was just like starting to train a little bit too much and I was going a little bit too hard after some goals. And, um, like, luckily I didn't have, a massive injury or anything, but I just had a little, a little like tweak of something that was like, Hey, here's a reminder (laughs) that, um, you need to like balance your shit out a little bit more, you know? And, um, and like, it's, so my journey has been like listening to those, those smaller things that come at you, because if you don't listen to those, then you're going to get like, uh, then that's when you get like the, the, the more, um, intense injury or something right um and yeah i mean i uh wow i really enjoy thinking about that question about balance because um i I don't think i could say anything more elegant than you said about just like nature is always finding balance and we intuitively can find that balance if we just like allow ourselves to rather than like pushing through um which a lot of us tend tend to do. I know I do sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we all do it. I, I certainly, you know, do it. Like even the podcast, like this is going to be the first interview episode I've put out in a while because I had to take a step back to readdress the balance of like how much 
thought you know like draining thought and energy I was putting into a mm. process which I actually really enjoy but it was becoming less fun because I was starting to drain myself with it you know so and I, and I think that's that's like an example for me is like when I when I got to that point I was like actually now is probably a time where I need to take a, a little step back for a few weeks just to like you know bring that balance back because something is telling me that what I'm doing is not working for me even though it's like something i really enjoy it's not currently working so i need to just get that balance back in place i've had that same experience on youtube you know like making videos every single week and it's fun and it's fun and i'm like finding this like nice creative outlet and then all of a sudden it gets to be um more stress than anything else and i'm like okay like what's what's the deal here what like what is what am I missing? You know, and there's, and usually I trace it back to, I'm becoming too, uh, focused or too neurotic on certain things, on numbers, on metrics. And like, I'm not following that, um, just that like flow of like what I want to create, you know? And then once I bring that back into tune, I start having fun again. And that, like, I find some flow there again. Um, mm. so definitely relate on that of how like something that is a passion and is so fun can take that, that turn into like something that starts draining you more. Um, and yeah, you know, like I'm glad that I can be your first guest back, uh, <laughs> bringing the balance back this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And talking about balance while we do it as well, which is right. interesting. <laughs> um, but so, so what's, what's some of the things you do then when you find yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, when you find yourself in that place, what are the, some some of the things that you do to kind of, you know, take your mind off, like you said, getting sucked into the metrics and the numbers and the stuff to readdress the balance of like doing things that you enjoy doing for yourself, but also that benefit, you know, the work that you do? Yeah, I mean, usually the first step for me is like getting away from it, you know, like it's it's so easy to just even when I think I'm away from it to still be thinking about it a little bit, you know, in my day to day. Um, so it's like, okay, like, let's just, let's take a day completely off from any type of work, any type of the, whatever, like my mind is too focused on and, um, let's go be in nature, you know? And, um, I really like this, this concept of, uh, I was just like, I was just reading this. There's this great book called exuberant animal. And, um, he talks about how like human beings, like we, you know, we're able to focus on like one point and then we're also able to like uh, let our eyes defocus and see more of our peripheral vision. And essentially like the focus is more, uh, is more correlated with uh, being in like a sympathetic nervous system. Right. And then when we defocus and we get that purse, that, peripheral view and you can see like a lot of different layers of things then uh we naturally go into parasympathetic and calm ourselves right and that's like definitely been my experience of like okay like let's get out of this it, it's like it's 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 uh it's literal and it's like metaphorical like let's get out of this like focused point here and like let's go just open up and like see the whole wide world and like realize that this thing right here is just one small aspect of life um so that's that's usually like the most important thing to me is just like let myself breathe let myself see uh past what i'm looking at right here and um 
and yeah, like find, and then usually I always come back like stronger from that. Like mm-hmm. I come back with the, with a more, just more like vigor. Yeah. Yeah. I totally hear that. It's, it's that zoomed out approach, isn't it? We, we hear about it all the time, like zooming out to see the big picture and, and you soon realize that, you know, a lot of the stuff we worry about is so, you know, minor in some ways, you know, yeah. so yeah I think that's that's a really good little piece of advice there so thank you um and one of the things that 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 really interested me is I was watching a video I think it was on your Instagram actually and you were talking about um living a kind of minimal life which you've you've already kind of touched on um Mm. I'm interested to hear what you've learned you know personally through that journey because I know you know being a minimalist I don't know whether you call yourself that or living a, a minimal life is a lot about letting go of stuff right to to live more freely so what's what what's the the learnings and lessons that you've made through that you know the first thing that pops into my mind is that uh like when you let things go that generally you think that you're going to miss them but my experience has been that like that it doesn't really happen like once it's gone from your mind then you tend to forget about it. And like the, the more you can do that, uh, let certain things go out of your life. Like this could be like literal, like things, or it could be more of like the baggage, I guess. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's easy to let it go and it, and it becomes easier and easier to let things go. And then it feels really good to only have a few things. Right. And to, um, and to really uh, take pride in the things that you do have and take care of the things that you do have, uh, but not feel the need to like acquire more and more. Um, with that being said, like, <laughs> I don't really consider myself a minimalist. Like I've, uh, I was like living very, very minimally for about four years. And then uh, once we settled here in, in Texas for a little bit, I started like, getting a bunch of stuff because I haven't had stuff in so long. I was yeah. like, like I bought a motorcycle cause I love riding a motorcycle and just like bought a sauna for the house. And like, I'm a, like accumulating more and more things. And like me and my girlfriend just joke like, Oh yeah, we're definitely not minimalists anymore. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, because I went through that period, like it's still like very easy for me to let things go and to know that like, these are just things and I'm not super attached to them. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very freeing way of life for sure. Yeah, I get that. And I guess it's like even now with like the accum- accumulation of stuff, it's like you're learning to appreciate those things fully because, yes. you know, you haven't had so many things for such a long time that now you have your motorcycle, you have your sauna. It's like, wow, I bet you use your sauna all the time and you go ride your bike, oh, yeah. whenever you know, whenever you can because it's like you fully appreciate them and that's where like the joy of you know you know living more minimal comes from it's like you get more joy out of the things that you use rather than just having stuff for the sake of it you know and it's like we've all probably still got way too much stuff no matter how much of a minimalist or how minimal you think you're living you that you can always live more so right it's like i've got hundreds of books and it's like i could I always think like I'm going to get back to reading those books one day and it's like they, it never happens. So it's like I could easily get rid of them, but at the same time I can't. And it's like I've got a wardrobe uh-huh. full of like you know, 
maybe like 80 football shirts that I've collected over the years from like various bits of travel and etc. And it's like, right. as much as I think like, yeah, so I can, I can get rid of them. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can actually, but it's about, it's about those things bringing you joy rather than them just being there and being so easily replaceable. And it's like, you know, you can go online now and it's like, you can say to me like, Hey Alex, I want to buy this thing. And I can probably go on Amazon and order it and get it sent to your house within five minutes. It's like, there's no real appreciation for the things that we're buying because we're not buying them mindfully. We're buying them out of just like, you know, instinct or like just for the sake of wanting to hit the buy button and getting a hit of dopamine or whatever. Yes. Yes, man. It's so, it's, it's so dangerous. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it, it goes back to this, this balance concept of like, um, you know, there at times, like recently there was like a, an exercise that I wanted to do for my foot. Cause my foot was like, I felt like it was like a little bit weak in the certain. So I like ordered something online. I was here two days later, I could start doing that exercise that I wanted to do so quickly. I'm like, so thankful that, um, that I could be, that I could do that. And I, that my body could improve from that. And at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like, Oh, just cause like, I think that I need a, um, what's something kind of dumb that I got recently, like, uh, like a new eye mask. I was like, Oh, my eye mask isn't that great. I want a new one, you know? So like I, or I was like, Oh, I got to order this right now. And, uh, you know, that's when you go into that dangerous territory of like, just thinking, Oh, I need a new, I need to level up on this thing. Right. So yeah, constantly just like trying to find that equilibrium of letting mm. it help you, but not, not going too far with it. Yeah, and I think ultimately there's there's no, there's nothing wrong with wanting things. Like we're you know, we live in a world where we're told that we should want things all the time through like adverts yeah. and and what have you. And it's like I have the same battle of like the 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 battle between wanting things and needing things. And it's like I've got a perfectly fine working mouse here, but I've also got like pain in my wrist from like using my phone and my mouse and and you know gaming too much and stuff like that so it's like i was looking at buying a vertical you know like uh ergonomic mouse to literally about right. an hour before we did this this recording <laughs> yeah and i was like sitting there and i was going through all these reviews and looking at all these things and i was like yeah but do i actually need one like i've got a mouse that works but then i'm like part of me's like no but i want it because i know it's gonna be really good for my wrist so it's like there's this internal dialogue and it's like just actually trying to see through that and actually my wrist is telling me i need to do something going back to what we were saying about balance right my wrist is telling me it needs to be rebalanced so having an ergonomic mouse is going to be beneficial well more beneficial at least anyway yeah absolutely yeah so yeah it's like it's it's the thought process that you're mm. going through all right i think that's important right like some people aren't going through that thought process and it's just like too quick to just consume so as long as there's some thought around it um yeah i also have a good routine on youtube uh for your wrists i'll, I'll send it to you yeah it, it might help you out a little bit yeah i'll check it out for sure I, I do all sorts of weird stretches i was like walking down the street the other day with my girlfriend i was like had my hand by my side and I was like just rotating my wrist around and then like stretching out the fingers. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just doing like a little exercise. She was like, I thought you'd gone like mad and was like trying to like beat something out of the sky. And like, <laughs> I was like, no, just, just stretching my wrist. <laughs> nice. It's good to be the weirdo. It's good yeah, to be the weirdo in, sure. in this day and age. <laughs> 100% agree with that. Um, but one thing I did want to touch on is uh, motivation because, you know, I know what it's like 
making content you know we've been talking about balance and you know this sort of journey of like just trying to improve yourself one way or the other like what what's for you been the thing that's kept you motivated in terms of like wanting to continue growing and and I don't just mean that from a physical perspective in terms of your journey with like movement and stuff but just as a human being like what keeps you motivated to do that because I know sometimes it's like even with a gym routine or like an exercise thing or it's so hard to like get into the consistency of it and stay motivated by it like what what's the the driver for you yeah um well in my earlier years I was a lot less consistent and um and I've you know, one thing that I have um, developed more and more is is this. Once again, coming back to balance, this balance between um, between like striving for something and then also surrendering, and uh, like in so like in my physical practice, for instance, this is play this this like plays the role of like okay i'm gonna do like these sets and reps and i'm gonna put in this work to like make myself stronger in these certain ranges of motion or whatever but then that my balance is practiced out with days that are just play right and they're just extremely explorative um and i think for me that that's that's kept uh my motivation levels high to have that balance right because i think like if what you see a lot of the time is like people burn out right and it's just because we're like we're like banging so hard on one end and it's not balanced out by a little bit more of just like the experiencing or the surrendering um and then you just run into burnout and then the opposite can happen when you have no structure in your life and you're only just like playing and like living in this exploratory uh, or explorative like fashion then you never get anywhere because you have no direction right so for me it's been like really finding like how can i balance these two and when i do balance these two it just keeps me like motivated to just keep going and and like there's never a stopping point you know Mm. um there's a there's a great book called do the work by uh stephen pressfield i don't know if you're familiar but yeah, yeah um like that like stephen pressfield's work has really really inspired me over the years and i love how he like he almost talks about like just just doing your work, putting your reps in as, as almost like a spiritual path of like just putting one step in front of the other. Um, it, it, it leads you to somewhere. And then like, once again, like I, and like I, um, mentioned earlier, this positive feedback loop, when you like get that positive feedback from like, Hey, I've been like putting a lot of work into this and, Oh, my life just up leveled a little bit. So, I'm going to keep putting a lot of work in. Right. And that was like a lot of my YouTube journey was like in the early years, I was just making videos, making videos. Nobody was watching them. Um, (laughs) The growth was like really, really slow, but there was like a deep gut feeling of like, if I just keep going at this, I'm just going to like keep improving. Um, People are going to catch on. Like I get better. People like it more. And it just like creates this funnel of things like, keeping like and then you know that that ended up happening um so yeah there's like a lot of moving parts there but like perseverance and balancing out 
um, you're playing creativity with just like, hey, I got to mm. sit down. I got to do this work. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, I think something I'd, I'd like to throw in the mix there is like trying to make it feel effortless. Like yeah. I, was, I was listening to a podcast episode with, um, what's his name now? Greg McCune. Do you know, do you know him? He's got a book called yeah. Essentialism. Essentialism, and yeah. Yeah, and another, his uh-huh. new book's called, I think it's called Effortless actually. And okay. he talks about like finding this, this space where the things you do just become effortless. So, mm. you know, for example, recording this podcast, like I try to make the 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 path to getting here as effortless as possible. As possible, I shot you a DM. I got a reply from your assistant. She was like, "Can you send an email?" I was like, "Cool." So the next thing was like, I sent the email, and it like none of it seemed stressful because mm. it wasn't like, "Oh my god!" Like I desperately want to have Josh get on, and if I don't, then like the whole podcast is a failure, and he, you know my podcast isn't good enough, and he doesn't rate me or whatever. It was it was just like, well, let's just see if it can happen. Like if it happens, it happens. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's like an effortless approach because then you're not so tied down or bogged down in like results you're more just focused on like like what you're saying from from Stephen Pressfield's work is like tiny actions and yes. it's like when you when you can take those tiny actions like it becomes effortless and i think that that rules across life that doesn't just you know go with exercise or like making content that's just like with relationships with like your your career path with your personal growth with like you know reading with you know whatever it may learning a new language just like just do one thing and it's like then it will lead on to the next thing and next thing and the next thing and it becomes effortless absolutely i love that dude i love that a lot yeah um i like i use i use a lot of uh like affirmations and stuff um when i journal just to like keep my mind keep my mind right in that in that positive way and one of my mantras is like my life flows like a river Mm. and um like that's essentially that that concept that you just talked about for me is like if something feels like too much too hard or whatever like then you know how can we just like get back into that flow of things right and like i love how you described like yeah like attaching to the end product will usually cause some conflict in your mind and if we just take this thing of like you know, well, I'm just going to try this. And if this works, I'm going to get here and then here. Um, and that's, that's really how I try to approach, uh, a lot of my life right now. And, and I see when I start to have conflict and I start to have suffering in my life, it's because I'm, I'm not, I'm not finding that effortless state, right? Mm. Like I'm trying to use too much effort and I'm attaching to something too hard. So, um, yeah man love that concept thanks for sharing yeah, that pleasure man I, I love the uh we just like trading love for love here but i love the uh <laughs> the river um analogy as well because it's like as you said that my mind went to well sometimes the river flows really like rushing and like the water's super high and it's super hard and it's super quick and other times it's just trickling and it's like that's that's what effortless is sometimes you have to ride with the with the hard waves and the big water and other times you just ride through the trickle and it's like that's the perfect way to look at it it's like whatever it is it should be effortless no regardless um so i've I've got some questions that have come in from the audience which is a kind of new feature that i'm trying out so this is the first time i'm doing it so um i reached out to a few people on my instagram stories said look i got you know, this guy on board who's going to do a podcast with me, super into movement and stuff. 
and had a few questions come back. So if you don't mind asking a couple, then I will shoot. So uh, we've got one from Kay, and Kay asked, how do you find your own style of movement? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. I, I think like style is such a fascinating uh, concept because like people develop these like styles that like we perceive as really cool and flowy or sometimes we receive, perceive a style as like really powerful or explosive. And um, I think like I'm not sure if this was before we started the podcast, uh, but we were talking about like le like learning from a lot of resources um surrounding yourself like being a student of uh of a, of a lot of people who are teaching movement in this case um and learning from them and then letting that like sit with you and then seeing like what's the truest to you and then essentially like letting that come out in your self-expression you know like i think like you know so closely tied to like my journey in youtube was like when i started i was trying to emulate certain people that i liked that were teaching on youtube you know and that works for a while like i think emulation is is a great place to start but then eventually like your own style your own expression is going to take uh the forefront if you keep at it if you keep at like your own practice right um so yeah yeah i think like learning being very aware and then also like getting to that state where like you're very um calm and you can let like your own expression come out of you mm, yeah i love that idea of um taking different you know re elements from different resources i do the same when it comes to like you know coaching practices that i take i pull some stuff from like spirituality and that's from like even that in itself is from different sources it's like you know Eckhart Tolle's work it's from like you know buddhism it's from like different spiritual teachers different you know um, elements of psychology and then also i i you know bring into the mix the stuff that i do with like my commitment to trying to improve myself physically and mentally and it's like you know you, you're pulling from all these different like even like your work I've taken just your approach to certain things and in some ways applied it to my work as a coach and even with this podcast and it's like I think that's so powerful because that's when you learn how to find your own way and you know that doesn't necessarily just have to be movement to answer Kate's question that can be again with everything but I think yeah pulling from different resources is like just an incredible way to do it because you're trying different things and then applying what you've learned in different ways um so yeah yeah and then like the alex style appears mm -hmm. and then like the longer you keep on doing it then like the more refined alex's style becomes right so like i think another big component of it is just like spending time spending years doing your thing and that's when like refinement happens and mastery happens right yeah and i guess also letting it happen at its own pace instead of trying to force it because when you try to force yeah. it that's when you fall into the trying to replicate someone else because you're seeing oh they're doing it successfully or in a better way than i am or a perceived better way than i am let me try and copy them so yeah i think letting it unfold by itself and um, so the next question is from courtney and this is actually quite a relevant one because um, with a lot of people, you know, obviously working from home these days, Courtney has asked, what are the best work from home mobility exercises? So, hmm, 
hard to describe on a podcast, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so first I'll talk more theoretical and then I'll talk a little bit more practical. I mean, I think like in the big picture, like the best way to take care of your body is to is to move more right and to get like to just work more uh positions and movement into your flow so like the worst thing that you can do is just be in a static position for like two hours straight right even if you're deeming that position as a good position like it's just not how we're designed to be so much as human beings so i think like switching up your position is probably number one right um when you're working from home and then just sorry joshua but just to clarify on that you mean like you know going from sitting at a desk to like standing to maybe sitting on the floor to maybe you know i don't know lying down is that what you kind of mean yeah absolutely that's a that's exactly what i mean and um and yeah and like in, in being creative, like it's not just about sitting and standing. Like, I think that's where a lot of people get mixed up too. Is like, well, I sit for, for half an hour and then I stand for half an hour, but it's like, how are you sitting? You know, like let's like sitting on the floor is so much better than sitting in a chair. Right. And then like we can sit, um, cross-legged and then we can sit like one leg tucked. Right. And then you can like sit on your knees and we can sit with our legs out. Right. Just like, using all of these uh variations that the human body can do like just using them right it's it's uh it's easy to get trapped in that one position but um but uh yeah mixing it up will have the the most bang for for your buck and then so practically a little bit more practically um i like i'd love for people to just sit down into a deep squat like it's so good for your hips your knees your ankles um if that's hard for you, then, uh, put some books or put some elevation underneath your heels and, um, spend some time down there. And then like a basic, like hip flexor stretch, most people can benefit from. You just get in like a kneeling position with one knee down, um, like a little lunge position, and then just, just pushing your, your hips forward a bit and you'll feel, you'll feel a stretch in your hip flexors and your quads. And, and like 90% of, of us in the Western culture need that, um, to balance out some of the sitting that we're doing. Yeah. And that's, and that's because the hip flexor shortens when you sit. So the more time you spend sitting, the shorter it becomes. So it's like readdress again, it's balancing out, isn't it? The, the stretch fights, not fights against that, but addresses it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then one final one from Diana. She has asked, what are your thoughts on the Alexander technique? So I'm going to just throw this in the mix as well. If you could explain a little bit about what that is, if you know a lot about what that is, of course, if you don't, then it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I know a little bit about the Alexander technique. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel super comfortable like, uh, describing it to be honest with you. Um, I'm not that versed in it. I've definitely like have heard people, um, get awesome results from it. Um, I think like for, I think it's focused on like strengthening some of the weak points that we tend to accumulate in, in like the things that we're talking about, our Western culture sitting too much and stuff like that. It addresses a lot of those. Um, so yeah, like, man, to be honest, um, I think I'm a fan of a lot of different 
techniques and methods of training. Um, I think a lot of things can work for most people. And I really believe that like, it's really the mindset that you take into it, right? Like essentially what a lot of these things have in common is that like you're working more movement into your life and you're addressing some of these weak links that we tend to get ourselves into. And um, if you have the mindset of like, this thing's awesome, this is going to help me, then, you know, like a lot of the time, majority of the time, it is going to help you, right? So sometimes we get in this mindset of like, well, should I do this technique or this method? Should I follow this coach? Should I do this? Uh, and then like, we don't do anything. And it's just, it's just, no, just pick one and just do it for mm -hmm. like a period of time, get the results. And then if you feel like now I want to try something else, then try something else, right? Yeah, like I definitely resonate with that because I feel like it's, like you said, it's 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 as much the mindset as it is the thing. And it's like, I, I say this to coaching clients, I'm like, it's not necessarily whether you work with this coach or you go and do therapy or you do counseling. It's like, it's the mindset that you're bringing into it of like wanting to create the transformation that you that you seek and it's like that's that's what brings the results not necessarily the person or the thing or the technique or the strategy and, and yeah man so that's that's a very very valid point so thank you for sharing that um yeah <laughs> so I, I have one final question for you um yeah. before we depart and and that is what are you trying to create for the rest of the year like what's what is it that you want to create for yourself, for your life and, and, you know, I guess business and everything. Well, I'm always looking for that, that, uh, that flow concept that we were talking about earlier, that flow and effortless, um, concept. So, um, yeah, like the thing that I'm really trying to, uh, cultivate in my life is just like for my days to just, to, to just like, keep put like for me to wake up excited and for me to get to do work that I'm excited about and um to get to go do training sessions and move my body in ways that excite me and to spend time with uh, my friends and my my family uh and to be yeah to just be like really filled up and excited by that um so that's that's always like what I'm trying to cultivate um in terms of like strength side, um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm super excited about strength side right now. We've kind of like started to do different types of content and, um, we're sharing a bit more of, uh, mixing up some of our like tutorial type videos with sharing a bit more of like my own practice and the stuff that I'm up to and, and sharing some lifestyle stuff because over the years, like strength side has really taken the shape of being not just a fitness brand, but more of a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of what we talked about today, like bringing all these concepts together into like living a more holistic, uh, life that supports us like in our, in our naturalness as human beings. So that really excites me just sharing more and more of that. Um, and getting to like show a little bit more of my own life and my own personality and just having fun with it. And, uh, that's the last couple months have been really, really fun. And, uh, I, I just want to, I want to keep that going. Um, one thing I will add is, uh, me and my girlfriend are, uh, we are headed over to Europe 
actually um in august and we're we really want to come to england um we're gonna see like how that is with with the travel right now with covid and everything but um we're going to italy and then uh i think i mentioned to you my coach uh he lives in in brighton i think okay um but also like i've been to london once i love london i actually just man i love uk uh (laughs) i love like english culture dude like i'm such like some of my favorite tv shows are um are uh english shows oh, yeah? and uh yeah what's that one show that i oh my gosh it's so funny um it's about like the the uh corrupt fm the uh oh, the pirate yeah, radio yeah 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 oh man that's like yeah that's like cult over here <laughs> people do nothing right people, Is do that nothing. What it's called? people just do nothing yeah People just do nothing. Oh man. Like I, that kind of humor is just like so funny to me. Um, I also like love, um, there's such, such good, I've started doing parkour recently. Mm. Um, there's such good parkour, like the Stora, um, parkour YouTube channel is like so, so good. Like those guys are just super funny and inspiring and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's kind of a, a side tangent, but, um, that's what I'm really excited about as well as getting over to Europe and spending a little bit of time over in your guys' side of the the world. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, look, if you find yourself in London or even Brighton, then you know, to give me a shout, man, it'd be good to to go out and climb some trees or something somewhere. (laughs) Heck yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Be awesome. Um, Cool, man. So look, to to sign out, do you want to let people know where they can find you online and some of your resources? Like what's the best way to, to connect with you? Yeah, uh, I usually tell people like just just type in Strengthside on YouTube, and um, we have so much content there that uh, you know you can try out one of our our mini uh, follow along routines or or watch any type of video that interests you. And um, if you like the vibe, then uh, you know you can watch more or just go to that description box and you can follow us on Instagram or we have free programs that you can try out and stuff like that. So uh, YouTube's a great place to start and um, and yeah, come over and check us out and, and yeah, hang around, have some fun with us. Awesome, man. Well, look, Josh, thank you so much for the time today, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope that you do make it over to Europe. And I hope that we can uh, maybe do this in person one day. That'd be quite cool as well. Whether we record it or not, it would be cool. So um, I appreciate it today, man. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, like I, I think I've only done like one in-person podcast. I've done so many over Zoom. So that would be really cool to like sit down and, and yeah. do a part two in person. So we'll, we'll have to look at that. Yeah, dude, I tell you what, I, I missed that, man. I was doing them for like three years before obviously COVID. So it's like yeah. I missed the in-person like vibe. But I, I'm getting used to the Zoom vibe. It's cool. <laughs> Right, right. No, I think like Zoom, like you could still create like a pretty good connection over this, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe in person will happen. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you, man. I hope you have an amazing day. Cool. Thanks, Alex. So there we go. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you got from it and any learnings you make from hearing this conversation with myself and Josh. And to do so, you can just hit me up on Instagram at I'm Alex Manzi. Just shoot me a DM and let me know what you learned from this episode. 
And if you know someone who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send it to them. Send them the link or a screenshot because it's so important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone you know today. I want to thank Ryan Nile from Pure Creation Media for producing and editing this episode and I want to thank you for listening. I will see you for the next one.